Before we get started, I want to talk about sponsors that help make this show possible. I've partnered with swimming companies that can serve our international audience. Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout. DestroMachines.com. Superior Swim Timing. Run a swim meet with ease from your laptop. SST is fully compatible with high-tech, Team Unify, as well as Colorado, Dactronics, and Amiga touchpads. SuperiorSwimTiming.com. Swim Angelfish. Receive the tools and skills needed to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions with Swim Angelfish. Go to swimangelfish.com. The Magic 5, custom fitted goggles that are tailor-made for your exact face. You shouldn't feel like you're wearing any goggles. Use code BRETTHAWK20 at checkout to receive 20% off. Are you in need of a pace clock? Looking to finally upgrade those ancient analog clocks? The Swim Nerd Pace Clock is the most innovative digital pace clock. Go to swimpractice.com to check it out. I think we are live right now. How are you doing, Ryan Murphy? I'm doing great. It is. Uh, it's good to see you again, man. It's been it's been a little while. I yeah, so it's been, good. Yeah, it's been good to long. see you. I, I've been yeah. following you on um, on your social media. You've been kind of around. What what have you been up to? Yeah, it's yeah, it's been a little bit of a yeah, it's been a crazy couple months. So so coming coming off of Tokyo, uh, I'm in two weddings this mm. this fall. So I had I had some some bachelor parties. Uh, one was for my sister's wedding, so I was in. Uh, so I guess Fair now enough. my now brother-in-law, I was in his wedding, and then one of my buddies from high school is getting married. So I had two two bachelor parties in August. I moved in August, so I, I had been in a house with a lot of guys that that I lived with in college, uh, that I swam with in college, uh, and I just moved in with with the girlfriend. So so that oh. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So so got a cool new place. Um, and then off of there, then I then I took like my like the vacation for mm. for me. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was great. Went down to Santa Barbara real quick. Popped over, saw saw the U.S. Open, uh, mm. the tennis U.S. Open. Um, then went to Bahamas for a couple of days, and and then I've been yeah. back here. My sister just got married last weekend, so a lot a lot has been going on. But uh, but it's been fun. It's 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 fun. It's good to be busy. How's the brother-in-law? You got you got his approval, or he's got your approval? Oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah, he's an awesome guy. Uh, yeah. Me and my brother had to give a little tandem speech at, at the rehearsal dinner, and so we're like, all right, like, what do we what do we say about Jordan? That's that's my sister's husband, yeah. and and we're like, we really can't find too much too much bad to say. He's he's honestly pretty similar to, <laughs> to me and Patrick. Like, nice. we both we both love sports. He loves sports. Super chill. Like normal midwest guy like chicago born bred went to school out there um, and that's where they're living now so so he's a he's a good, good real good dude 
Nice. Now, listen, we were going to record this, and I just asked you about 30 minutes ago if you want to go live. So we're, we're going live, man, and uh, there, yeah. we should we should have some people in the comments section. Uh, Kim Bracken's up here right now. She's she's like, we missed you in Naples. She's starting to work on the lineup already. So I guess there's excitement that you're coming back into the lineup for the uh, LA Current. Is that true? Are you are you going are you going out to the semifinals? Yep, yep. I'll be out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the the regular season was just. I mean, with all this stuff I was just listing off, like it was, it was a little too, it was a little too soon for me. So mm -hmm. the the semis falls at falls at a nice time, and I'm I'm ready. I'm excited to be out there. The team the team looks great. It looks like they're having a good time. It looks like there's some good uh, camaraderie out there. So I'm very excited to to join LA Current. Yeah, well, they're sitting in that kind of fifth, maybe fourth spot. So they definitely need you. They need they need they need uh, Ryan Murphy. But like seriously, are you doing any training right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like I, you know me, Brett. Like I, I can't, I can't sit still. Like I'm, if I'm not, if I'm not swimming, I'm going to be intense about something else. So like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't, like the motivation doesn't stop for me. It might, it might pivot like where that motivation is directed. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've been training. Um, like I got, like I, I guess I, I mean, I got in some practices in August, um, and then I went on this vacation and like. I was still working out, not, nothing in the pool. Um, so really this past like week and a half, starting to get back into like full normal schedule. Um, yeah, so it's 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 honestly like, it, it's been one of the easier times to, to get back in the water. I feel like I'm in, I actually feel like I'm in solid shape, um, which I was a little bit surprised about <laughs> given how little I'd really done over the past two months, but, but I feel like I'm in solid shape. So now it's just getting that feel of the water, getting the technique, getting the details down. Cool, man. Well, listen, in the meantime, uh, Coleman Stewart has gone out and broken the world record. Short course, what did you think of that swim? Crazy. I mean, like, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you know, Coleman's got just ridiculous underwaters. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, and, and it is like it, they are ridiculous. <laughs> they're, they're so fast. Uh, so, so it was really cool to, to see how it all came together. Like, honestly, I haven't really, um, like, I've been following LA Current, how they've been doing the standings. Like I, I haven't really watched that swim yet, so but I am like I am planning to to look at that, see what I can learn from it, uh, see see if he's got some some sort of sort of magic formula that, that he's figured out. Um, maybe maybe I'll even text him, see see what he's learned. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's very very impressive. Um, I mean, and, and good on him. Like very very cool to to come off of the summer and, and first meet out there, go and and just light the water on fire. Yeah, absolutely. We can dig into that a little bit more, but I kind of wanted to start. Well, first of all, I pulled in Lenny Kraselberg and uh, Aaron Pearsall to to commentate your 200 back, I believe, at the Olympic Games. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I think I think that deserves like a little thank you right there. I pulled in two of That's the That's huge. Yeah, I mean, those are the wagons. That was that was fun, man. We had we had a lot of fun calling that, and just to see like their their nervousness and kind of yeah. like the, them getting into the race, like behind the scenes, it was it was su super cool to do that. Um, mate, listen, congrats on the Olympics. It was uh, it was a it was a beast effort. Uh, how how do you feel about the whole thing? How did how did it shape up for you? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's uh, I think there's different emotions in the moment versus you know taking a step back and, and looking at it a week later, right. uh, or even I mean even for me like kind of the day after the Olympics, I felt like I had decent perspective on on what the how the performances went. Um, I mean, when you're there, like you're 
like, I, like I swam eight days in a row. Like there was no, there was no, oh, really? Wow. yeah, just with the way like the pre-wims at night finals in the morning, it was yeah, eight, eight days straight for me. So there's no time to really like relax or, or even reflect when you're out there. Um, so, mm-hmm. so I just, I mean, I'm, I'm someone, I get into this kind of like Rocky mindset. Like that's kind of where I go, uh, during yeah. swim meets. Yeah. Uh, and so like when, when you're in that, you, you want to win, you want to win every time. And it's like, ah, oh, like, like, let's get this. Uh, and so to be pretty close and be pretty close in the hundred, the 200, like Evgeny dominated that one. Um, like that, the hundred was, was a little bit tough. Um, I think in the moment, like just to be, have a really good swim, like 52 one mm, mm. in, a, in a major final, like that doesn't, that, that, that wins every year, but 2016, right? right. Maybe, maybe Reavers in 2012, but 52 one wins 99% of the time in, in yeah. a major final. So I felt really solid about the swim. I just ran into guys that were really firing off on, on that day. Um, and the tuner back, yeah, I, I was a little bit disappointed in how my, my tuner back came together this summer. Um, and that, that just kind of is what it is. thought the relays, um, yeah, I mean, the relays, like, like I felt good about my consistency throughout the meet. I mean, I was like 52-1, 52-2, 52-3, like, like five times at, or four times at the Olympics. So I like the consistency, but, uh, but coming back, like thinking about it off the me, like, obviously you want to go in there, you want to win, but five years apart being top, top three in, in two events, five years apart. Like I, I feel, I feel solid about that. Um, I feel yeah. like it's, it's a nice showing and, and, uh, you know, I, obviously there's that little part of you that, that wishes like, Oh, obviously you want to win. Um, but I, I feel, I feel good about it. And I, and I feel good about the the motivation I have moving forward. In the lead up to it, did you feel more comfortable or more confident in one of the particular races? I mean, they're two different races to train for really. One's just an all out speed swim and hold on as long as you can. The other one has endurance component to it for sure. We know that. So did you feel more confident in one or the other? I think throughout the year, what I was feeling is I, I felt like I was in better shape than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to kind of take that for what it is like that, that's, that's a thought I had, mm-hmm. uh, as I was, as I was going throughout the taper, I didn't necessarily feel like my, uh, like my kick tempo could get up to, to what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. It just never, it never got there. It didn't get there at Olympic trials. It didn't get there at the Olympics. So going in, I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily very confident going into the hundred back, uh, just cause yeah. kick tempo is, is kind of what drives that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that showed up in like the stroke rates, the stroke counts. Like I was two strokes less per, I think it was per 50, but definitely the first 50 than I have been any other year. Um, wow. and, and I think that's just because I couldn't get the kick tempo up. And then the, in the 200, I, I honestly felt very confident about that. It just never, uh, like that's such an interesting race. If you, you want to get into a rhythm and I've literally never felt like I've gotten into that like peak rhythm at a, at a major meet. Right. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and, you know, I've had meets like that too, where, where things click and then it can take three or four years before you get another meet where it clicks again. It's like, 
from the outside looking in, we see you and we think things are always working for you. But for you, you know, like a lot of swimmers, it it's very rare that everything kind of falls in place and you feel just incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's, I go into all these meets now with, with the expectation that, I, that I'm not going to feel good. Um, right. And that's really how I approach the training. It's like, like how, how good can I be not feeling good? Um, and if I could be pretty solid on those days, then I'll have, I'll have a good year. And I think that's, I mean, that's really what, what this summer was. I didn't, yeah, it, it didn't click for me at, at either meet. Like in terms of what I was feeling, it did not click for me at either meet. Right. Um, I was still able to throw down solid, like really good performances. And I, and I think that's just kind of a, a tribute to, to the training and like really the, the good shape that we were in. Um, yeah, but yeah, you, you hope you hope that it, that you feel perfect uh, one of these times. Yeah, I mean, it's rare, but I love that mentality of like, okay, look, they're not changing the day based on how Ryan Murphy feels. You know, the, the 100 backs going off on a particular day, and this was the kind of mentality that I had to come to terms with myself as as an international swimmer. You know, like leading into a big meet, it doesn't matter what happens on Thursday at six o'clock. That race is going off whether you're ready or not. And so you have to have this mentality of pretty much I'm not going to be feeling the best I've ever felt. I have to perform no matter what. And that sounds like that's the mentality that you've now adopted as kind of like this this international athlete. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's... Well, and I, I think the, the crazy thing is like there's been times where I've warmed up and feeling great in warm up. I have a terrible race and there's right. times where I have felt like like dog poop and warm up right. and I've had a great race. Right. So it, it's just like the, the feeling you have in in the warm up pool, it, it honestly doesn't matter at all. Mm. Uh, it, it's really just like putting your body in a spot to warm up, to set your technique. And then when you get in, we'll see what happens. So how do you deal with that that mentally? Then you get in the pool, let's say, and you're not feeling like you're the Olympic champion in that warm-up pool, right? Like, so what's the what's the mentality for you then actually swimming and warming up and then kind of walking out of the pool and putting your sweats on to walk to the ready room? There there has to be a release of, of pressure almost, right? Like just let it go. Well, it's as, it's as simple as what I just said. I mean, like there's been times where I've warmed up, I felt great. I've swam terrible and there's been times where I've felt terrible in warm up and I've swam great. So it's just, I mean, that's, that's what experience is. It's just, you, you get, you get enough, you get enough data points that you, you learn that the feeling, the feeling is not the thing that's going to impact your race. Right. 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 So then, so then, all right, well then if the feeling is not the impact, what are, what are the things that helps Ryan Murphy have the best race you can have on that day? based on the fact that the feeling is, is null and void. It's, it's not a factor. Well, that's a, that's a great question. I think that's always, uh, I think it always changes a little bit season to season, uh, in terms of like, what's like, what, <clears throat> what sort of, uh, what sort of things get you ready to compete. Right. Uh, I think for me, like typically if the, if the technique is dialed in, mm-hmm. like getting, getting back to, talking about whether I'm in training right now or not. Like, like I, I know that I go to practice and I do, I do everything that, that I'm asked and, and I do it 
as hard as I can. Right. Uh, so I know that like, I know that the fitness is, is never going to be, is never going to be an issue just because right. like, I'm like, I commit myself to, to being really fit. Uh, so, I mean, it, if that's, if that's taken care of, it's, it's really comes down to technique, uh, and then race strategy. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Do you, do you ever ha- communicate with Dave on, on a, on, on a level like, like, do you think he sees that I'm feeling it today or I'm not feeling it? Is there ever, ever that communication between the two of you? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, there's, there's times where, where I'll look at Dave and, and if I'm feeling fantastic, mm-hmm. it's just like, I'll just oh. give him a thumbs up and he mm-hmm. doesn't have to say anything. Right. Right. The days where, I, where it's, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty open. It's like, yeah, that didn't necessarily feel great today. Well then, Dave will kind of turn into to a hype beast, and it's mm-hmm. like he fires me up, and it's right. like, look, like you're really good, you're really good for X, Y, Z, right? And like, go out there and, and show it. Uh, like this is this is why this is why we train every day, the the way we do. Yeah, yeah. I want to go to a couple of questions because I do want to incorporate the the people that are in the comment section here. We got one from uh, Aaron. Uh, Ryan mentioned the last interview three to four times uh, a week had full control of his 200 back in practice. How did that compare to this year? What, what's the answer to that one? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good question. I think honestly, this past year, like the, I guess the measurables. So like the times I was going in practice, it was, it was like quite easily the, the best I've, I've ever trained, Really, but it was, uh, it was always hard earned. Like it, it never, like I didn't, I didn't really get into that flow. I felt like quite as much as, uh, as, as say the, the 2019, 2020 season, mm-hmm. but the times were, were really good. Uh, so I guess that, that kind of goes back to like, I knew I was in really good shape. It's just about like, all right, let's, uh, like, let's make sure that what the goal was, let's make sure the technique gets to, to a spot that, that we feel really good about this. Right. That makes sense. Let's try, let's try this one here. How many times a, a week do you lift uh, and how heavy? <laughs> uh, so I, I go three times a week. Uh, I mean, how heavy, like that's, that's, that's fluctuating throughout the season. I mean, sometimes like, sometimes the goal is, is muscle endurance. Um, and so that's going to be either through more sets or more reps. Um, and then by the end of the year, you're, you're working on a little bit more of explosiveness. So that's going to be lower reps, higher weight. Right. Makes sense. Um, I, I see some questions here and listen, I prefer if you put your name to it, if you're going to put your name to a question, I'll put it up on the screen here. You know, if you're not give, if you give me joke names, they're not going up. I like the question, but give me a real name. This isn't some other, you know, podcast or whatever it is. This is, this is the, this is my show. So put your name on this thing. <laughs> Set the rules, Brett. <laughs> exactly. Put your name on it and I'll put your question up. How about that? Listen, um, where are you at in your career? You know, like just just tell us, you know, you, you've you've gone to another Olympics. You've been successful. You've had a little break. What are you thinking? Where, where are you? Where are you at? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the first thing you think about in, in terms of where you are in a career is is age. I, I think of age and injuries. So how old are you? I'm 26. So I turned 26 in July. So yeah, a young, yeah, young, twenty six, and mm. like I, I mean, knock on wood, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate. I've never had a major injury, so I've never had a, a major surgery. Um, 
yeah. never like honestly like the most time i've ever missed in the water is like two or three days from like uh like the lower back get, right. getting a little bit tender so so i feel really good about uh physically like like my body and, and then and then you go to the mental side and, and it's like all right like am i motivated to do this hell yeah hell yeah i'm motivated to do this like i i, I feel really lucky that that i'm in a career where where i get to i get to compete like that's that's what i love i love competing and like that that drives me every single day um and then i think the last piece is how do i feel about the people around me like and, and i feel good about them i think uh dave durden is is incredible um mm -hmm. and, and, I, and i really like the the job that that he's done done with me so far and and I, I had a meeting with him yesterday and it's like, yeah, he's, he's got a really good idea of, uh, of what he wants to do this year and the, the upcoming years. Yeah. I mean, Dave's, Dave's always got a plan. He's switched on. Um, how, how do you see him in terms of, uh, the way that he's handling his career? You know, like there's, there's a ton of pressure on these guys to, to perform collegiately. You know he's got he's got his hands full with with a number of teams that are coming after him for the best recruits for the the type of results he's getting um and then he's got this this pro group that he has to manage you know and, and it's and it's a great group um how do you see him handling both sides of this well i think the concept between between all of that is is the culture i mean i think dave does an incredible job setting the culture setting the expectation right and it's like, look, like we, we show up, we've got, we've got some, some big personalities on the team. Like we, we have a good time. Sure. We enjoy, we enjoy going to practice, mm -hmm. but we get down and we, we put our heads down and, and we could grind. Um, and, and that, I mean, that comes from Dave. Like I, I think the, the biggest thing I look for in, in a coach is, is someone that, that can match my intensity mm -hmm. like that. I don't, I don't find I'm like, I'm a very intense person. Uh, and so it's like, I, I need to be someone, I need to be with someone that can match that and, and Durden, Durden can ratchet up the, the intensity pretty well. Um, so I think, I think he's done a really nice job and, and, and he also like, he, he knows when to, when to take a step back and, right. and go and like take, take a round of golf, like go take right. a trip to Napa, like mm -hmm. invest some time in, in the family. So I, I think I, I have so much respect for Dave. Like he he comes in when he's there, he works his butt off. Right. But when he's not there, like I, I think he takes a step back and, and he's able to relax a little bit. I think that's 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 what you need to to be successful at, at sure. anything. For sure, absolutely. Yeah, he's got to have he's got to have those moments where he's absolutely switched on, and he's got to have some times during that season where he is able just to turn off for a second, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it seems like you're the type of guy that can handle your business whether he's on the deck or not. You, it's not you don't need your hand held, you know. Yeah, and I, I think it's something that I mean, I, I I agree with that, and I think it's it's something that over the years we've we've really we've really grown in our ability to just communicate directly. Like there's no, there's no hurt feelings in, mm. in my relationship with Dave. Like yeah, I could yeah. tell him what I'm thinking straight up. He could tell me what he's thinking straight up. And it's like, we're on the same team. Like we both want, we both want me to swim fast. And I want Dave to have 
incredible swimmers throughout the entire group because right. that I mean that's I mean that's what continues to to push this program forward. Sure. Are you are you invested in helping him recruit? Like is there is there any um is there any role that you have in recruiting athletes to Cal? Uh no. No. I mean I think uh I'm happy to do it. Like I when these guys are around like if I if I happen to walk past them like yeah, I I chat with these guys. Sure. But there's it's not like Hey guys, we're getting an hour of Ryan time. Mm-hmm. It's set right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, have some questions ready now. No, it's nothing. It's nothing like that because it's also like <laughs> I, I'm gonna pivot for a second. But I saw this thing about uh, Nick Saban in an interview the other day mm-hmm. where they're like, "Oh, we've got a." Uh, I think it was Mac Jones and, and Tua had had a tough week. And, and Nick Saban, and they asked Nick Saban, are you going to reach out to them, see how they're doing? Mm. And Nick Saban's like, I have 73 guys in the NFL. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't talk to all of them. And it, I, I think Dave's kind of in a similar position. Like, like I, I appreciate the success I've had. Dave's had plenty of guys mm. have a ton of success. Oh. Um, and so if he was trying to line up like me, Nathan, like go down the line, right. uh, it would, that'd be a day. It'd be a day that these kids would just be talking to, to good athletes at Davis coach. That's true. That's true. That was actually Monday night football. I watched Monday night. It was with uh, Peyton Manning and uh, Eli and uh, man, that that's incredible. I love that. That oh, show that they put together. That. It's so, so good. good. Here we got so the Jaguars good. tonight. They're playing the, the Bengals. That's it. You're a Jag- Jaguars fan, right. right? So how, how's the state of the team right now? Well, they're owing three, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. you can only get better. Who's the but, quarterback? Well, we'll see. I think uh, I don't know. What I was reading is that I mean, apparently these first three defenses that the Jaguars played had pretty solid secondaries. So you know, maybe maybe the Bengals defense is is going to hurt a little bit tonight, and, and Trevor can go off and and do some damage. Well, Trevor, Trevor's uh, what? He he's a rookie, isn't he? Rookie, yeah. Put the rookie he's in. The, oh, he's God. the chosen one now. Oh, yeah, you chose one in maybe three or four years, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm patient. I, I've been if I'm, I'm if I'm still a Jaguars fan, like I'm I'm kind of just locked into it now. Like there's yeah. been so many bad seasons, it's just like well, it's just yeah. par for the course at this point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna go to another question here. Let's go to this one real quick. Favorite backstroke drill? You have one? Uh sure. I mean it's it's simple, but I mean, I think single arm is is really good, uh, just because like you really have to. You, the most important thing I think in in backstroke and really any stroke is body position. So so in single arm, you you, ha- you got to have really solid body position. And you're just isolating the arm, learning how to rotate without using the arm to get yourself over. So so, so I like that. Tell me this real quick: what what is body position in backstroke? Because in freestyle, it's, it's ideally a very flat position do you want to be flat in backstroke or are you looking for kind of that um that kind of canoe shape well i think there's different styles um i mean like i would say like like one extreme like mitch larkin the way he Mm -hmm. swims backstroke is completely different than the way i swim backstroke so like mitch is someone where he he leans back pretty hard so mm-hmm. I would say if you look at him in the water, he's he's completely flat. Super flat it's just right. about like where you wanna 
where you want to catch resistance. Cause if you're, if you're leaning back that far, you're going to catch some resistance on the shoulders cause you're going to rotate. So like you're going to catch some resistance on the shoulders, uh, as you're rotating. I like, I've, I've tried swimming like that. Cause I mean, Mitch is, Mitch is someone who's, who's really good, really fast. So mm. I've watched how he swim. I've tried it out. Uh, it, it doesn't, it, I can't swim like that. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Like he's got a really quick catch. Uh, and he doesn't really need to rotate into that to get it. Like he's got, he's mm -hmm. got a really quick catch. So he, and he's like, flexible too. Then I guess he's got to be. Uh, he's gotta yeah, be, yeah, he's got to be. Uh, so where are you at then? Where, where, what's your technique then? Well, my like my main goal is to get the shoulders up and over the water. Mm -hmm. So like as a result of that, I'm gonna be a little bit more core driven. Uh, just right. to like, no, I'm not sitting up, but right. like. It's, it's a little bit, I guess I am sitting up a little bit, but like getting the shoulder up and over mm -hmm. just cause like I've, I've always had big shoulders and like if I'm, if I'm catching resistance here, like that's not, it's just pretty inefficient. So right. my goal is to get the shoulders up and over um, where Mitch is, is I think if I'm, if I'm watching correctly, like his sure. goal would be as flat as possible and look more like a surfboard. Sure. Okay. Good. I like that. I appreciate that that little technique tip. All right. Let's let's stay on that for one second. In terms of the kick, the backstroke kick's interesting. Is there something specific you're you're thinking or doing with your legs as you, as you're kicking? Sure. I mean, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm always like I I just like I think I always try to think like what I think is logical logically. Right. So like kicking like this makes sense. I can move forward if I'm kicking just just up and down. That's right. that makes sense. It what gets tough is is you're gonna rotate a little. Right. So mm -hmm. like, but where people get messed up is they end up using the kick to try to rotate. So they, they'll like kind of flare their legs over, and then you're just you're killing you're killing momentum because once it's over here, once you've gotten over. Well, now you've got to pull that leg all the way back and, and then get back into a kick. So I'm trying to keep the kick as honestly, like pretty tight. As flat and taut kind of thing. Yeah, keep it tight. Drive the rotation from up here. Don't use the legs to rotate. That's that's my philosophy on it. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you kind of a broad question I wrote down here. What do you think? You, you've been through the co collegiate system, had a lot of success. What's, what's the state of college swimming right now? Where do you see it being? It's fast. It's very fast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, especially this year because they've allowed kind of the, the fifth years to come back, right? Like the, the extras, you know? I know, the redshirt COVID year. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I can come back. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I miss college swimming. College swimming was uh, – it was a blast. Like I, yeah. I really enjoyed those, those four years. Hmm. Um, where I see it right now is it's fast, uh, like quite like frankly, like I I think the advances in short course over the past couple of years uh, doesn't match the advances in long course, um, and I like at where where I'm at now, like I'm really solely focused on on long course, sure, um, and so it's it's tough because we're getting, we're getting pretty specific. Uh, like we're, we're specifying, I think we're specifying more than, than we ever have. And, and mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing at all. Um, 
but I think, uh, yeah, just I think right now there's there's probably at least in the U.S. been been greater advances on the on the short course side than than the long course side. Right, right. Do you do you hold any NCA records still? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> may, maybe. Um, I don't know. Either. I don't know. I was yeah. I uh, what the, I think I still hold. I don't know. I guess I was thinking like American records. Uh, so I think I still hold. Yeah, I think I still hold the hundred to her back. You do? You still got them? Okay. What what, what were from, they? Do you know? That's from NCAAs. Yeah. So yeah. What what were the the records? It was forty three four in the hundred back. Ah, damn, that's one thirty five seven in two hundred. Dude, that's like freestyle times. That's my. That's almost my. I went forty three flat. <laughs> freestyle that was my best freestyle time. that's dirty man that's you're a little sick. you're a little older than me man <laughs> I am a little older. <laughs> that's still nasty holy hell um i mean there's obviously there's obviously uh, a massive underwater component there so uh you know why why is a guy like Coleman stewart not hold the nca records if he's so great underwater has he just progressed or or I mean, I'm trying to figure it out. So, like, why aren't you the world record holder in the short course meters right now? Well, that's a, I mean, that's a that's a fair question. Uh, one that, like, off the cuff, I really don't uh, I don't have a great answer to. Have I wish you done I, much. Have you done many tapered, fully rested short course meter swims? No, I mean, I think as we move through, like. I mean, I think as we moved through ISL last year, like those last those last two weeks, like I wasn't swimming a ton between uh, between those meets, but I'm usually someone that tapers like five weeks. Um, right. Yeah. Exactly. So I think, I mean, I think a combination. It did take me a little bit of time to figure out short course yards. I don't think I feel like I figured that out till till college. I think short course meters, like with with how quick the the turns come up, I, I do think it is a. Uh, you, you've really got to be dialed into a stroke count, a feeling, got to nail the turns. Um, so, I, I mean, I think reps, but Coleman hasn't had many reps either. So, I mean, like it's, it's not, it's not necessarily, uh, I would, I would have, I feel like I'd have, I'd be more confident in this answer if it was, uh, if it was like a European holding the world record. Right. right. Uh, uh, no, I mean, Coleman, I mean, if he did that same swim, if you swam short course yards that day instead of short course meters, I guarantee you probably would have obliterated the the yards record too. Someone said beef. I mean, the, it was it was fun last year. I mean, I enjoyed that, man. I enjoyed a little competitive juices flowing, man. Didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I obviously, I uh, yeah. I mean, it was fun. It wasn't necessarily very fun, but uh, <laughs> no. But I mean, I will say like. Yeah, that situation is is what it was like i i don't regret my my emotions i regret like the the actual like action or reaction to those emotions but i mean I, at the end of the day like i didn't know coleman before that event right. like like i'll talk i'll text coleman now so like right. we like we met the next day like actually got to got to know coleman um and so i just think like every <clears throat> I'm, I'm a pretty optimistic guy. I just think like every every situation is is an opportunity. So like like I 
I took that opportunity to actually get to know Kwame. Like, that's sure. a solid guy. Like, good, yeah, good, yeah. dude. Sure. Um, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so, but listen, so man, like, it's better for us when you're not friends. It's better for us. Look, I'm when, I, when I'm when I'm racing, I don't really have like I'm not I'm not really thinking about like whether right. I like the person next to me. Right. Right. Uh, right. Like racing, like that's that's kind of a different beast. I think. Right. I mean, I think it, like everyone has the ability to go behind the blocks, race, race with everything they've got without worrying who's next to them, but then also step back and and be. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be best friends with everyone, but like have the ability to like get to know your competitors a little bit. And, and if there if there's someone you're you can be friends with just on a personality level, like I don't I don't see any problem with that. Right, 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 right. Um, somebody said here something that I was interested in. Let's see this. I mean, this guy gave you a specific time. So that's awesome. Appreciate that, Joe. Um, let's have a look here. Hope to see Ryan in Paris. Here's here's an interesting point. You've been you've been at the top for a little while now. Do you feel pressure from the back end, the, the younger kids coming through? Is there is there a sense of I've been at this for a while? Like you know history. You you know there's only so long you stay at the top before somebody comes along and and takes you down or puts pressure on you, whatever it is. Are you feeling that pressure now as the as the top guy? Well, I think the saying is that father time is undefeated, and I'm not a. You're father, 26, so dude. You're 26. I'm not a father, so I'm I'm good for right now. Uh, no, but yeah, of course. I mean, there's always like there's always there's always someone coming up. Like that's it's it's every year. Uh, so sure, I mean, I you feel pressure from you feel pressure from any angle. I I don't really like I don't necessarily view it as pressure because at the end of the day, like I'm pretty. I'm pretty grounded. Like if I lose a swim race, that's, that's fine. Uh, like I don't want to, I like work my butt off to not lose, but I mean, it's, it, it happens. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's always, there's so many different things that, that can motivate you. Uh, mm. and like competition motivates you for sure. Right, 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 right. Um, Gina had a question here. Inter interesting, you know. Read that for us and uh, let us know your thoughts there. My coaches taught us to swim backstroke on our sides as yeah. rotating almost perpendicular to the water for each stroke. Wondering how much merit is there is to that technique. Uh, so I think right. that's just it's going to be hard to get the tempo up if you're if you're well, the way I'm reading this is that you're completely over side to side. Yeah. And then all the way over here, mm. I mean, that's, mm. it's a lot of distance to rotate. So, I mean, I think as a rule of thumb, you're going to rotate a little bit more and in, in the longer races, you're going to rotate a little bit less in the shorter, uh, just, just as a, and, you, and, and you're, you're rotating kind of from the core, like shoulders upright, you know, you're not, you're not rotating the whole body side to side. It's more shoulder yeah. rotation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, cause it's like getting back to that kick thing. I mean, it's, it's hard when you're kicking on your side to just rotate all the way over. Right. That's, I mean, what dies in, in backstroke is the leg. So anything I can do to keep those legs fresh or at least kick in a way that mimics how I actually kick in practice, yeah. that's that's what I'm trying to do. Right, right. Uh, let's go with another broad question that I wrote down. What's your thoughts on the ISL so far? I mean, the, the International Swim League. I mean, it, it's been incredible to see where swimming's gone in the last three years. What's your thoughts on it? 
I like it. I like ISL. I think uh, when I'm there, it's I, I really enjoy it. I think it's super fun. So like from the from the pure athlete's perspective, I am I'm pro ISL. I think they've they've done good things for our sport so far. And then I mean, but I'm, I'm a perfectionist. Like I I always want to push people to go further, like do more, think a little bit bigger. And and Constantine does. I think that's one of the reasons why I really I really do like Constantine. Mm-hmm. The guy is always pushing the envelope. In right. terms of like, can they execute Constantine's vision? Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they necessarily have though yet. Um, but I mean, I think the the vision is really solid. Um, and I, I mean, I just think there's great potential there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, um, look, I, I'm a I'm a fan of swimming. I'm a fan of pro swimming. I love I love pro athletes, and and I, I love the fact that Constantine has put his money behind this and put his time and energy and created a team of people. Um, you know, I I, was, I I have some you know critical comments based on how i think it, it could go in in terms of that but is there anything the swimmers could be doing better you think to to bring eyes to swimming here's my point of view is that we're doing a great job in the pool and i and i think i've seen parts of this lately more more of the personalities coming out in the swimming which is great because i want to i want to get to know these athletes that's just my feeling. You you feel the same way? I mean, this this might be like this might be way out there. Uh, like I personal, I just think swimming is too predictable right now. Like yeah, yeah. Like we know exactly what times people are going. I just think there's too much data. Right. So I think like I think what what's nice about a sport like tennis per se, like. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that like someone can go and dominate a match, but they move on to the next round and they get dominated by Djokovic. Right. And so it's just like, but, but Djokovic would also drop a set in, in the early rounds. Right. I think it's, I think it's so interesting because it's so purely head to head Mm -hmm. and there's not enough metrics that you can guarantee essentially who wins. And I think in, in some events in swimming, you can pretty much guarantee who wins. Right. Uh, because you know what people, what times people have been going like four days earlier. Right. There's not going to be, there's not going to be too much variability, uh, like four days, four days apart. So like, I kind of think that the initial idea that, that ISL had where times don't matter, I, I think it makes a ton of sense mm-hmm. because just from like a, from a spectator view, like if I'm watching a race, it doesn't, like if someone's dominating, like they could be dominating age group swimmers. Like, I don't know. But then when they go to the next meet, now there's this hype around the person that dominated these age group swimmers. But there's also hype around someone else that won the previous meet as well. And then it's like, all right, now we get to go head to head. That's a storyline. There's, mm-hmm. I think the storyline just get, I think the storylines get crushed when you can look at the times and you can pretty confidently predict who's going to win the races right 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 yeah yeah i agree with that too and that's why i kind of want some more backstory in the in the personalities i wish the i wish the isl would do a better job of like telling me who these swimmers are like giving me some stories you know because i'm trying to do this on the podcast to pull out pull out the personality of like who, who are these people 
and I just, I just, I just want that. I love that. Um, yeah. yeah I, so. I think swimmers, are, I mean, swimmers are definitely, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of people that are a little bit guarded around the media. Um, yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Um, cause have I, you, have I'm, you been trained to be guarded around the media? I think if you're talking, yeah, I mean, I think if you're talking to like traditional PR groups, hmm. yeah, you're probably, you don't want to ruffle, you don't want to ruffle feathers too much. Um, but it's also like, I'm not saying people have to go out there and, and be like, uh, make like inflammatory comments. Like, I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's necessarily the way to go unless, unless that's like, hey, you feel really strongly about that, you go for it. Uh, well, that, that goes to, to, to your comments at the Olympics. A lot of people thought it was inappropriate at the time. I thought it was absolutely appropriate for me. Like I, I thought like, okay, here's a guy speaking up like to me, and I'm going to give you my point of view. This is not your point of view. This is mine. We've had a situation where a country has been banned from the Olympics to, to compete under their, the title of the country. Right. Right. We all know what the country is. And so then they've they've allowed they've been allowed to compete under the Olympic Committee kind of title flag. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't an athlete who's competing against them have the right to say, "I, I don't, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if I trust these athletes"? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you be able to say that? You know, that's how I felt about it. Now I don't know what the backlash was for you at the time, but it it, it caused controversy, right? Did you feel? Yeah. At the time, like, ah, man, maybe I shouldn't have said that at that time. Maybe I should have said it a different way. Did you feel pressure to be able to express yourself openly and honestly? Sure. You know, I think, uh, well, I think that, I mean, for me, like, I came out, so just for, like, the backstory and, and like, the way things cycle after a race, like, you go you go to a, a mixed zone immediately, right, after right. a race. You cycle through there, and then you warm down. And then you have this like formal press conference. So I went through the mix zone. I get asked a question about whether I think there's there's doping in swimming and what my thoughts are on doping in swimming. Right. I think there is doping in swimming. Like yeah, yeah, of course. I, I think I think that's what it is. Like yeah, the, the systems the system's not perfect. Uh, well, that's proven. I mean, they've proven that. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So. So I like I came out of that. I'm like I don't I didn't felt like I didn't feel like I had given like a inflammatory response honestly because uh, yeah. given the question I was asking, I go into the the press conference and the first question I get is why did you accuse Evgeny of cheating? And I'm like I didn't. Uh, and, and I think there's like my personal thought is like all the stuff like all the stuff that that's come out about about things that have happened in the past. Okay, like that's that is what it is. Like, there's nothing we can do to change that. But like, what are we doing now? Like, how, what are we doing to prevent stuff from happening again? And I'm not, and like, I didn't, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to call out. I had the opportunity at that press conference to call out a single person or a single country. Right. Yeah. I I don't want to do that because I don't think it's one person. I don't think it's one country. Like, I think it's a little bit broader than that. And so I don't, I don't think it makes a ton of sense to, to really pigeonhole ourselves into just making one country the enemy. Cause it's, that's not the enemy. The enemy 
is is doping in general. And, I, and I mean, I agree with you. Story. I agree, but the but the IOC had already had already exposed a country. They wouldn't even let that country fly under their own flag. They wouldn't let them play their own anthem. I mean, the IOC had put you in a position to say this country is cheating. That's the way I see it. This, they're telling you this country's cheating. We're not allowed to play their anthem, but yet we're going to let their athletes compete and and beat you for Olympic medals. I, I'm not saying he was cheating either, but the IOC came out and said this country is banned from the, ban the country. Then I, I just I don't get it, man. It was like to me, it was like I I understood exactly where you were coming from in your frustration. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think the. Uh, the I think the story the story got missed. I think the the story was and, and still is like, like we need a little bit more transparency in, in terms of what's going on. Like what's going on? Like we we know we know the gist of why a country was banned. Right. We don't know like we don't know the extent of those facts. And like like I've like I've I've talked to Travis Tiger, the CEO of of USADA a bunch about this and so so i have like i've gotten more information on it because i i i'll talk to that guy and then i'll talk to brendan wiki the the president of of fina who was at the court of arbitration for sport who's who, the, the the committee that made the calls on on all of this stuff so i've talked to those guys um but like we want, we like the only thing like and really the the message is like there's just got to be transparency. There's got to be transparency on on the number of tests, who's failing. But there's also got to be transparency on the financial side, because like the finances. I mean, if if there's if there's some some nuggets in there, well, like what is like what does that tell you? Yeah. Like yeah, if, yeah. if if some countries are randomly donating way more to the IOC, well, why? Right. And, and so I, I think like it's not it's not just the it, it's, it's corruption in general. It's not it's not just it's not just a, a doping problem or doping a doping story. It's, it's just corruption in general. And like like what like what do the athletes need to do? What do the people need to do to, to actually get transparency on on all of this? Right. Who was the Aussie swimmer who refused to get up on the on the dais with Son Yang? Oh, Mac. Mac, Mac, yeah, Mac yeah. of course. Um, he, he said when he went back to Australia, he, he um, received, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff going on with him and his family. Did you receive anything like that after the Olympics? Sure. I mean, I think it was really like a, a, the 24-hour time period after the 200 back was, uh, yeah, no, there was, there was a lot. There was a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of it was through social media. So like, mm. I don't know, you know, you don't know if it's like robots or it's essentially just one person sending it through different right. accounts. Uh, right, but right. yeah, I mean, not to not to minimize the severity of of sending death threats, but like, <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that that was happening. It was happening to to me, uh, my parents, my girlfriend. Like, yeah, they yeah they they went after a couple of a couple of people close to me. But I mean that's. It, it makes sense given the way the story was portrayed to them. Like it, it completely makes sense why why people reacted the way they did because the story was portrayed in that way. Right, right. Uh, there was a question here that kind of uh, jumped out at me. I wanted to see what your answer was here. 
Um, was it was there some controversy with the with the mix medley relay at the Olympics? Yeah, so I mean, again, like I was I was really busy with with the racing. I mean, I know that I know the coaches had a lot of conversations about it. I think the the most challenging part about the the mixed medley relay was the the women's fifty free semi was the heat before, uh, and so obviously, like you look at the differentials, it makes the most sense to go a female on freestyle. It makes the most sense, right. but with the fifty free semi, the heat before. Okay, well now that throws a little bit of a wrench in things. Like Emma McKeon was able was able to do it, and but she, I mean, she had the most medals of anyone at the Olympics. The girl is yeah ridiculous, yeah. Uh, and so that that threw that threw a big wrench into the, uh, I guess what the traditional lineup was was going to be. And so I think the way I understood it is we were kind of locked in to going a a male on freestyle, just given. That we weren't we weren't gonna scratch people from their individual events to try to be a little bit better on that relay, uh, and that's something that Great Britain decided to do, um, mm. and, and it, it paid off for them. So, yeah, I, I, from from my like from my point of view, like when I was told that I was on the relay, it's like, okay, uh, like I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna do everything I can, and like at that point, the decision had been made. Like I, I. Yeah, it wasn't like the when the relay decisions are, are expressed to the athletes, that decision is set. Uh, right. it's, not, it's not really like we're going to be able to go back and be like, hmm, like, what about this? And, and if the coaches want our input, they'll come to us uh, a little bit more in advance uh, to talk to us about it. Right. What about the uh, the medley relay for the men? Um, my, my boy, one of my boys uh, from from long, way back, Zach Apple, was on that thing, and um, and he, he got some criticism for the the four by two, I believe. And then he comes back and he's on that relay with you, and you guys break the world record. Did you did you help him through that process in order to get him to that to that block to to get that performance that he needed? Sure. I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily like. Uh, like me alone. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Because the night, so essentially the night before the relay, we, we were swimming finals in the morning. So the night before, right. uh, Durden got got myself, Michael Andrew, Caleb, and and Zapple together, and and he he just said like, look guys, like based on swims you have done this week, right, you could break the world record, and it's like getting back to this this thing about variability, like four days apart how different is your body one week apart? Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not. So like recognizing that if we just do what we have done this week, we're going to break the world record. It's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty simple message. And, and I think, I mean, I think it took, it took some pretty, uh, pretty solid awareness on, on Durden's end to, to recognize that him kind of throwing that gauntlet out there for us that wasn't going to add pressure for us. Like, like we're all like, we all love the race. Like we're all kind of gamers. So like mm-hmm. we were, we liked that. And, and I think it, it got us all really excited. Um, we had to like, we had to calm ourselves down after that. Cause we we're like, all right, like, we got to go to bed. <laughs> got to actually be ready in the morning. We don't need to be ready right now. All right. Uh, so you're pretty fired up at that meeting then. Yeah. We're pretty fired up and, and it's like, all right, that's good. You know, like, yeah. like Caleb had a double or a triple or, that that day, uh, Michael Andrew had a double, uh, and then me and Zappa were were coming in. That was our only event of the day. So it's like, like 
for for someone like Michael Andrew, mm. like it was really, it, I think it, it was really, that was a really good thing for him to, to have that meeting where it's like, all right, you're going to do the 50 free. You're going to crush the 50 free. Right. And then when that race is over, your immediate focus has got to be this relay. Yeah. And like, and he, he did, he did his job. He did great yeah, on that relay. I, and, and, and Zapple crushed it too. He went yeah. the same split that he did the first day of the meet. Yeah, that was, that was beastly. You're right. Zappa was amazing. But Michael Andrew took so much shit. He took so much heat from people. Like, I had people saying uh, it was, a, it was a, a terrible Olympics for him. I'm like, the guy just got fourth in the 50 freestyle. Do you know how difficult that is? Like, I, I, I swam at two Olympics and never got fourth. My best was six. So, but, but this kid swims multiple events, make multiple finals, gets fourth in the, in the 53, just misses the Olympic uh, medal by a couple of hundreds, and then get, comes back, you know, a couple of minutes later and breaks a world record. I mean, to me, it's like, come on. Like, this kid had an incredible Olympics, I felt. No, I, I mean, I agree. And, and I think it's, it's tough because I think uh, – yeah, I mean, some people can just get a little bit targeted by the media, and I think right. in the in the role, like in the role I was in this Olympics, like as a as a captain, it's just mm -hmm. like, like look, like Michael, like like we like you, and like mm -hmm. we value you. Yeah, like that is what matters. Like mm -hmm. the people that aren't in the room are not in the room. Like they're they're writing their stuff. They're saying what they're gonna say you can do nothing to, to really impact that. But like, just know that like, like we got you, like we like you and, and we like, we, we want you to perform really well yeah. to, to help out team USA. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, Michael, Michael's actually very, he's very mature. He uh, is very mature. Yeah. Very mature. Yeah. Very mature. So, uh, Hollick, Hollick Stewart said that's because he underperformed his try. Do you guys know the stats on the Olympics? The stats on the Olympics is, I believe, 20, 20 to 25% at best go from trials to Olympics and swim a better time. It's like 25% of people do that. It's, it's extremely difficult to swim faster than you did at the Olympic trials than it is at the Olympic Games. Most people don't pull that off. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like uh, that that feeling thing we're talking about earlier. It's like, yeah, sometimes you feel great and sometimes you don't. Like, that's that's what it is. Uh, well, you're swimming for Olympic glory too. It's like this this could yeah. change. This could actually change my life. Like getting to the Olympics is is one thing, but then actually getting a medal for some people, it it, it could be life changing. And then when you have that kind of pressure and that expectation of like. Wow! At the end of this minute and a half, my life could be drastically different for the rest of my life. That's an extreme amount of pressure to deal with, too, right? Yeah, and you also, I think the, I think one of the important things to note with with Michael is, I mean, look at the time drops he had over the course of the year. I mean, the guy yeah. got so much better so in, much. in this past year, yeah. and so I think I think that's another important thing to to kind of recognize is it's just like. Like he comes in, he had he had some really really good performances at trials, mm -hmm. and like when you, when you're on that sort of improvement curve, like sometimes you don't really know like how you did it. Yeah, and there's so much there's so much growth that goes into like how do I make that the most consistent thing I can, mm -hmm. um, and I, and I really think that's that's kind of the that's kind of the 
if I'm Michael Andrew, that's the thought process I have over this next year is like, how do I make those really good swims I have like consistent yeah. every, every year? For sure. Here's a question. Is, is there any advantages or disadvantages in any lanes? Do you feel like there was an advantage in lane one? Yeah. Well, I think from, from the competition dynamics, I mean, if you watch these, if you watch these realize people are drafting every, every chance they get. Uh, so for us being in lane one, like, well, that takes out one, one drafting side. Uh, and drafting does like, these are big guys. You, you can, you can feel it. Uh, so I thought, I thought there was a big advantage being in lane one, um, that no one, no one can draft. Right. Interesting. I like that. I like that. All right. Uh, keep, keep the questions coming. There's some good stuff in here. We're going to keep you for another couple of minutes. So I appreciate your time, by the way, you got, you got somewhere to go. No, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. (laughs) Okay, good. Good. Thursday night football. We're going to get to that, but, um, I got, yeah, if that's my next scene, we got four hours and and 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get comfortable. Um, What's your favorite sport other than swimming and football? Is there another thing in your life that you're really into? I enjoy basketball. There's just so many games of, right. of basketball that, like, I, I'll really get into it towards the end of the year. Hmm. I think those guys are – I mean, I think those are the best athletes there are. Do you have a favorite team in basketball? Uh, Chicago Bulls. I was born in Chicago. Okay. So, like, the way I view sports teams is – I was born in Chicago, grew up in Jacksonville. So if Jacksonville has a pro team in that sport, I root for them. If not, I'll root for Chicago. Uh, yeah, so I, I go Chicago Bulls there. Um, I, th- I mean, my favorite player has always been – not always, but I really like Russell Westbrook. So, oh, yeah? Okay. Well, oh, t- yeah. Tell I mean, me why. He's a killer. He, I mean, like, you hear all this stuff now about load management and all that, like – throw that to the wayside with with russell westbrook that guy's bringing it every single day uh and and i love that like i don't really the way i view the way i view competitiveness and the way i view motivation is you can't you can't turn it off like i i like that's my experience with like the highest performers that that i've seen like you, you can't turn it off you can directionalize it in a different area here and then but like if you're if you're competitive, you're competitive. Like that's not that's not something you get to pick. Oh, I'm gonna be competitive today. Like also, like everything everything you do you do kind of rubs you the wrong way. Like you, if if you're doing anything, you're you're competing in it. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily against other people. It's just like anything I do, I wanna like I wanna do it the best I can. Right. So it's like, and and I think. I mean, I think the the tough part is is being being in a sport. It's so easy to just go competitive all the time with swimming. So you got to have a level. Like I think you have to have a level of balance. You got to have other things that you're really fired up about that you really want to be great at. At the same time as you're swimming, it's got to be things that aren't going to take away from your swimming. So like for me, like I I can't be super competitive about like myself playing basketball because I'm not going to let myself play basketball because a broken ankle could be the end of a career. Right. But I could get competitive about golf because it's like, realistically, unless I'm Bryson DeChambeau, like, or else, or unless I'm swinging like Bryson DeChambeau, 
I'm probably not getting hurt playing golf. Uh, <laughs> and I could get competitive about the stock market because it's like, like that's like that's something I, I find I find interesting and I find it like very cool to to see like all right like here's where companies are now here's the growth opportunities like where are they going to be in five years how how can they capitalize on on the current environment I find I find that very interesting and, yeah. and so all those things are all of those things are competing all of those things are kind of feeding my motivation for stuff I can carry in other parts of my life. That's interesting. In terms of that, have you figured out a direction where you want to take your life after swimming? Sure. I think I have a general idea. Um, I mean, I, I think it, it does kind of revolve on the, on the investing side. Like I, okay. like I, I really, like, I think private equity is very interesting. I think mm -hmm. venture capital is very interesting. Venture capital would be very challenging to, to kind of break into. Because the traditional route would be you go either you start a company and you sell it or you are like an executive at a successful startup and then you could pivot to, to venture capital. Realistically, I'm probably not starting a company. Uh, say, say I swim till 2024 and that's like not like I don't have like an end date on swimming just yet. Like if I'm 29, like realistically, I'm probably not starting a company then. Um, so, so venture capital might be a little bit challenging to get into, but, but I'm very interested in, in the finance side, um, just cause I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of carryover and I think there's a lot of like personality traits between those people working in that industry and the personality traits that, that I have. Really? Wow. Did you study that in college? Yeah, I was a business administration major. Right, 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 right. Um, give me a couple of traits then. Give me give me some traits that you recognize in yourself that would carry over into the business world. Well, I think you got to be you got to be relentless. I mean, you've got to be you've got to be willing to to push yourself a little bit harder than than you think other people can. Right. I think that's that's a major thing. Number two would be you've got to be able to, you got to be able to bring people with you. Like, I think that's a, that's a really important thing. Like anyone working solo, it's, it's going to be a little bit challenging to have a lot of success. You got to have great people around. You got to be able to, to help set a culture that drives your motivation. I feel like I've, I've learned, I've learned that at Cal. Um, and, and I think, I think I do a, a solid job of, of motivating people around me, helping them to, to try to be their best, I think uh, you also like, I think my, one of my uh, strengths as an athlete is, is like the planning side, like kind of projecting like where I think I could be and, and checkpoints along the way to, to get there. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important in, in investing because you're really looking at like a five to 10 year horizon. Um, yeah. So those are, those are just three, like off, off the, off right. the cuff. Right. Um, this is a tough question, but have you got to the point ever in your career or yet in your career where you think to yourself, um, I want to try something different or, or what are you bringing into each season? Like now you're, you're saying, All right, I, I did that and I'm with Dave and I'm with Cal. What can I bring differently? If, you, if you're not thinking I'm going to try something different, what are you thinking to bring different each season? Well, I think that's that's part of the reason why 
like why I really appreciate Dave and I really appreciate Cal. I mean, I think if you just look at the track record over the past five years, Cal's put someone on the national team, I think, in in every event. Oh, listen, for sure. I mean, look, there's no question in terms of what Dave's doing and how he's doing it. How do you do it differently for you then? So, yeah, so the next part is, like, I think we've had success in in training. It's it's not like we've got, like, this one one way that, that everyone does it. Right. Like there's different things that different people are doing. Like the way the way the week flows for some people is a little bit different than the week flows for other people. Like mm. I've trained with so many backstrokers at this point. The way that I've approached the week is different than the way Bryce Mefford did did the week. Like the practices we were in, they were sometimes different. Daniel Carr is a little bit different. Right. Jacob Pebbly was a little bit different. You get you swim the same events, you get to the same, you kind of you, accomplishes similar things but you're doing it you're doing it in a different way throughout the week so what i'm getting at is there's there's it's not an infinite number of options but there's plenty of options of of groups that i could go in to to kind of get a little bit of a different training stimulus and like okay. yeah so, so that's something that yeah we we totally talk about it because gotcha. i mean like yeah yeah so we yeah, yeah we, we we we've got a plan We've got challenging yourself in different ways for sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Let's try this question then. What about this? What about creating a brand from your name? I mean, you're with a, uh, with a management team, I, I imagine for sure. So do you have those conversations with your management team in terms of your brand and how, and what are you looking at trying to establish? Well, I think, I think brand is kind of a buzzword, but it's essentially just letting people know who you are. Things, things that you do on a day-to-day basis, things you're interested in, things that that have gone on in your life um and then and then recognizing that like that you that you are like i mean you are a company like you're a company Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and someone else could be like another brand would be a company and if there's synergies between your story their story boom you you create a partnership uh so it's, it's all it's all authentic but it's really just like you figure out you don't figure out, but you, you learn how to communicate things that, that have happened in your life, things you're passionate about. Right. And you really go from there. It's like, like something like, like I get migraines. So it's oh, like, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's like something, an opportunity like, like that pops up and it's like, yeah, well, that's, a, that's an authentic fit. Uh, mm. Like, like that's like when I, when I get a migraine, like it sucks. It's not, it's not fun, but like I figure out like how to, how to handle business, like with a migraine. And, and so like to be able to communicate that to other people where it's like, okay, like, like I've, I've had the same thing go on. I think it's, uh, you know, that's, that's one where it's like on the surface doesn't really look like it makes a ton of sense, but it's like, everything's gotta be a, a natural fit. Yeah, I was going to say, do you do you have offers that come through to you and your team, and, and you just say like that just, just doesn't fit me, like I'm just not interested. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because at the end of the day, like the way that the way that I've always approached like the the sponsorship side is like like I'm not I'm not looking for a quick buck. Right. Like that's that's not like that's not what I'm about. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the way we've me and me and my agent have talked about it. It's like, 
you want to find ideally three to four brands that you're really passionate about, like really solid, really solid fit. Right. And that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's it. You know, like you want to be with three to four because if you're, if you're on every other commercial, it's like, well, like what, like you're, you're just going for money grabs. Like you can't be, a, you're not a fit. Like it's not a fit with everyone. And that's, that's totally okay. Uh, so just recognizing that I think is, is really important. Right. I gotta, I gotta admit, I, um, I love Nathan Adrian's Modelo commercial. That was, that was wicked. Man. I, Wait, I mean, God, those, those commercials are so good. So good. So oh, good. God, they're, they're incredible. Uh, yeah. they're so well-deserved. I mean, Nathan is, Nathan is the man. Is Nathan still swimming or is he done? I can't remember what he said to me. Yeah. I had lunch with him, uh, the other week. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's running through all of his, all of his options. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, no, I don't think any firm decisions made one way or the other. And I, it didn't it honestly didn't sound like there was a lean uh, in a certain direction. So that, that's that's the conversation I remember from the Olympics. It was pretty much the same thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like Nathan, Nathan's going to be involved in swimming. Like he got his swim school, he just bought a club team. So like Nathan will be involved in swimming. Um, yeah, the, the only question is whether he'll be he'll be suiting up and, and doing the competing himself. Yeah, exactly. No, he's he's a good man. What about this question? PSL's world record is it is it breakable? Sure. Um, yeah. No, I, I I think it is. I mean, it it would take a really good swim, uh, <laughs> like ridiculously good swim. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's there's things that. Where is it? Where is it crazy? Is it is it is it crazy from the get go? Is it crazy on the third fifty, the fourth? Like where does it just get nuts for you? What gets nuts is is it's just like it's holding twenty eight minutes for the last three fifties. So right. it's like like I think in twenty eighteen, in twenty eighteen, I went I went out fast. I was thinking I was under world record pace at the one fifty. Oh wow! And I missed it by like one and a half seconds. <laughs> but he's uh. I record it's stupid, but I mean, I think it gets back to to one of the things I mentioned, like at the beginning of this. It's like there's there's a rhythm that that I could hit in practice that I've like I honest to God I've never felt it in in a major international race, mm. and like my like it's it's like it's always this like bugging like nugget in my head. I'm like, man, if I ever hit that rhythm, like I'm going to fly. In right, winter back, right. Like, what do I got to do to to find that? Right, gotcha. That makes sense. What else have I got here? Uh, what about the calendar filling up? I mean, you got USA meets, you got FINA now that are coming in and offering big money. I mean, there's money to be made in swimming. There's no doubt about it. But it just it's just a matter of whether you want to fill your calendar up the whole year and travel and race and and make cat. But you can certainly make cash in swimming now, right? You can, yeah, yeah, you can. Like you make cash strictly from from racing. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's great. Like I, I think, like right now, it, I think it's good to to kind of for swimming to be in a in a sort of a growth mindset where it's like, yeah, like let's let's try to let's try to make more opportunities. Like I think that's a that's an incredibly positive thing for the sport. Um, I think like from from the personal side. You, you just have to you have to figure out what the balance is. Um, like if you if you're on the road all the time, like 
well, your friends at home, like you're not going to get to talk to them that much. You're not going to see them that much. If you're in a relationship, you're not going to see that person very much unless they're also an elite level swimmer. Then you're, well, then you do, but, uh, or, or you can just bring them with you, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, yes. Yeah. You could bring them with you, but then they don't, then they don't have a, a day job. Uh, right. and that's one that's, that's something that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, like in the instance of me and my girlfriend, like she really wants to have uh, yeah, a job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so that's like that's awesome. Like have have like really solid ambitions of your own. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it would be it's hard to it's hard to bring her on on all of that travel. Yeah, what about this guy who thinks he's double oh seven, James Guy? I mean, he's, he's out got- he's out doing you know these. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good dude I like i'm a little jealous i got invited to one of those premieres next week i don't know if i'm gonna do it but oh dude come I'm on ex- i'm excited for that i'm excited for that movie how was it james post he, a, little, a little follow-up how was the movie exactly i actually did text him privately uh, yesterday when i saw his uh, little little thing up there the photo and he looked amazing by him and his yeah, he, looked, he looks good he looked great looked great and so i text hard, him it's hard to make james look good it is very difficult. They have yeah. to really, they yeah, have to really do some work. Throw some credit out there this time. Yeah, James looks solid. He looks solid out there. But he, uh, but listen, he said the movie was in, in, in insane. He said he loved it. So I, I can't. I love a good 007 movie myself. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah. Let's get him off the screen here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that whole uh, that whole British relay is everywhere right now. We got Petey working on on his loose hips on the on the dance floor i was gonna say have you been off of that have you been off of the dance the dance the dancing with the stars i can't move my hips like that i'll tell you i'll tell you that one you haven't thought of doing like a reality tv (laughs) show like that uh maybe maybe sometime no i no no not uh not yet but not yet we'll see we'll see yeah but pd's pd's loose hips pretty impressive pretty impressive yeah he's killing it you know, he's got the you got the rig like him. You you and him can match on rigs. You just got to get those hips loosened up. But he was he looked, he looked good, mate. Looked really good. Yeah, those hands were tight. Yeah, you got the yeah. Those are definitely tailored. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. So when's the next time we're going to see you uh, in a racing pool, mate? ISL. Yeah, ISL, ISL in November. Yeah, I don't know. I I think the guys have some dual meets up here. I don't know if I'll swim during the break of one of those but that's yeah nothing nothing crazy so yeah isl is the next i mean i guess the next like formal racing yeah yeah that makes sense uh little question here popovich spoke about doing some backstreet what are your thoughts on this kid man he's uh he's pretty freaky hey he's a freak yeah he's so good no, freak in a good way freak yeah. talent yeah yeah freak i don't know him i well i said hi to him but yeah i don't know him but he's uh wow was he 16 yeah well he's 17 now but yeah he was 16 in the olympics ridiculous Ridiculous. yeah i mean but i mean you you get people like that every once in a while i mean chalmers Mm -hmm. yeah you forget how young chalmers is he's one of my good friends he's like 22. (laughs) he's been around forever he's 22 years old looks like he's 30 but (laughs) you know he's 22 yeah so i mean you get these guys every once in a while that it's like that's that guy's gonna be good He's going to be good for a while, uh, and, and yeah, and, and Popovich is one of them. like he's, yeah, he's he's a stud. Uh, he's legit, yeah, 
Oh, yeah, so it'll be cool to yeah, it'll be cool to see like because I think like my take on his on his Olympics like because what did he drop like a forty seven two or something before the games forty seven three yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I think it, it was just a lot of big bodies in that final so I think he probably yeah. got like he probably just got bounced around a little bit but his two hundred yeah where those waves aren't quite as big he was able to hang so like the yeah. the mentality to step up in a big final it's there yeah. It's it's now just like all right like there's like there's some big bodies those waves are are real uh, so yeah how do, that, how do we just, deal with that just a little growth and maturity and he'll get there mate listen I interviewed Bobby Fink and he was talking about how he's kind of a, a decent backstroker and might might throw down a good two hundred back what do you what do you think of Bobby Fink throwing down well I mean I just got to keep a peek out for that last fifty <laughs> yeah that last fifty he's gonna you know he's gonna drop a bomb on that last fifty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no, Bobby, Bobby's. I mean, he's a he's a gamer too. So I think he he went to Panpax in in 2018 when he was still in high school. Okay, performed well, and, yeah. and you could always tell with those guys. It's like the people that are really uh, like not. I'm not saying like ego, but self confident. Right. Like like able to have a, a really solid conversation as a high schooler with like me. I saw him have good conversations with someone like Nathan or Grievers on that trip. Yeah. When people are when people are confident uh, socially, you know that, especially at that age, you know that that they've got a lot of inner confidence, and and that's I mean that's mm. what you that's what you need to to be able to perform at these for these sure. big stages. For sure, he didn't seem phased at all about who he's up against. It was just more like oh, I'm I'm happy to be here. Let's go race, kind of thing. Um, in, in saying that, massive uh, massive change in the world of swimming for someone going from stanford women's team to florida men's team kind of training with him so what do you think about the kate ledecky move that would be interesting yeah that would be interesting um i mean katie's someone where she talk about motivated uh katie <laughs> katie is she i don't know tell me oh yeah no no katie katie is uh i i love katie like she is she's so impressive she's so she's so even like like personality wise she's so even like there's not win or lose kind of thing she's kind of even yeah like there's no yeah like it's it's impressive um and she works she really likes to work hard she cares about it um so i'm i'm a huge katie wadecki fan so yeah i don't i don't have any predictions in terms of like how how it's gonna go um but i mean best best of luck to katie she's 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 one of the best we've got, uh, like personality wise, like one of the best we've got. Um, obviously, like the best of all time, uh, yeah. female side, yeah. like he's ridiculous. I mean, it's amazing to me. Here, here's here's a woman who can go on the Tonight Show and and be be an absolute star after the Olympics, and yet a couple of weeks after losing her her, I think um, her was it was it her third Olympics. Was, was Tokyo her third Olympics? Yeah. So after a couple of weeks of losing her third Olympics, where she could go on and be this mega star and make all this money and get all this fame, she's back at training with like high school kids, you know, at four at four thirty in the morning, getting out of bed and, and going to practice. I mean, I I, I know where she's at, um, training back with Bruce Gemmell right now, and then making the move to Florida, and then even just making the move to Florida suggests to me that. I'm not satisfied with finishing second at the Olympic games. That's that's to me, that's a huge, like I'm going to go train with some men. 
I'm going to get better. I'm going to get my ass kicked and I'm going to figure it out before Paris. I mean, what a, what a move to me that, uh, that no, just said so much to, about her. She's awesome. She, she is, she is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, best of luck to her. I think, I mean, like from the, from the personal side, I think the only thing that, like the only thing that I'm nervous for her is she's always been in a big city. Uh, so going from like DC area, right. Stanford, like, essentially san francisco like big big city big city feel so that's the only thing that that i'm like all right i i hope like i hope she i hope she really enjoys like something different uh and, and being in a in a small city in a college town um yeah i, I hope she i hope she does enjoy that i've been in a swamp man She's in the swamp. It's hot. Yeah, I know. It's hot. Oh, <laughs> I, grew up, I grew up like an hour and a half. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you hot. know what it's like. It's hot, hot and sticky yeah. down there. But, yeah. um, listen, man, I appreciate this. Thanks for going live with us. Thanks for all yeah. the questions out there, everybody. I couldn't get to everything. I was definitely reading some of these, and there's some good stuff out there. But um, appreciate the interaction. But uh, listen, man, good luck. I'm glad to hear that you're rested and and ready to go again because there's nothing better than ryan murphy on the international scene racing man i love it so good yeah, luck yeah. with everything all right yeah always good to talk to you brett appreciate yeah. you having me on yeah man all right take care we'll speak to you soon all right later man bye so the magic five custom swim goggles now i gotta tell you i really love these things i did the scan i got the magic five app and i held up my phone to my face. It took a scan of my face within 10 seconds. It shoots it off, gets processed. And within a couple of weeks, I get these brand new goggles that are custom fit to my face. No leaks. The gasket fits perfectly around my eyes. I got to tell you, these things look beautiful. They're, they're good looking goggles. They're super clear. I can see out of the peripheral. Everything is as I would want it. Custom fit. Use code BRETTHAWK20 to get 20% off your own pair of custom fit Magic 5 goggles. These things are incredible. I highly recommend them. All strokes, breaststroke, backstroke, butterfly, freestyle, perfect fit to your face. Get yourself a pair today.